Hey everybody, welcome to the Morphin Grid. I'm Josh. And I'm Jake. And today we are watching episode 190, Power Rangers Zeo, episode 35, Mondo's Last Stand. It aired October 9th, 1996, written by Mark Litton, directed by your rad dad, Robert Radler. I feel like this is a weird combination of writer and director because Rad Dad always delivers, and Mark Litton, from my memory, does not. But we'll see what happens. If you're new here, what we do is we... Pause recording. We go watch an episode of Power Rangers and we come back and we talk about it. And you can follow along if you got Netflix or the DVDs. And you should because Jason's back, baby. And it's yeah. awesome. And I'm super excited. So, yeah, just like watch it and watch a couple episodes. Watch Jason. Just be just, like the best. Just be like such a good dude. Just be the, the Superman episode. of the Power Rangers yeah. universe. So, just w- deep down, just good. Just good to his bones. <laughs> he got good bones. He good, good bones. <laughs> Drinks all that milk. All right. Without any further ado, it's Morphin Time! We just watched Mondo's Last Stand, and I think the Mark Litton Rad Dad connection is pretty good. It seemed pretty good. I know there's one burning question that is on everybody's mind, and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna set the record straight right now for this episode. Okay, Jason is not wearing gold pants. Thank God. No, I'm kind of into it. Look, I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I I've saw been- a picture of him back in the old Power Ranger Punk days. Where he had his red pants with the black pockets on, and I was like, "No, I'm kind of into that." No, look that was now. that was during uh, Green with Evil when we watched that for the Morphinometry. It was also during the Punks because they all had shades on, right? And he was all like pointing uh. coolly off to the side. <laughs> what a cool man he is! Evil is cool. All right, so we got a couple emails. A couple. A couple. I did not know this. Yeah, here we go. This first one is from John M. He says, "Hey guys." I was introduced to you by my friend Danielle back in October and had the odd pleasure of being welcomed to the podcast a couple months after I started listening. Because he showed <laughs> up in our Twitter feed, I think. And we were like, hey, guys. <laughs> also, thanks, Danielle, for telling your friends. Everyone, yeah. tell your friends. And then those friends tell your friends. And, and we can get every everybody is somebody's friend. So we can get the whole world listening eventually, to Eventually, everyone listens to the Morphin Grid in a totally legal, not weird pyramid scheme. It's going to be great. No, it's fine. We just want you to listen. Like... Yeah, it doesn't that's all I want. Us in any other way besides making us happy, and I, then you're I, happy because you're listening to this great podcast. You know, it's great when one of the two people on it says it's a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I paused halfway through because I couldn't <laughs> decide if that was a good idea, but I was already in there. Look, we have the evidence. We have factual numbers. We got the stats to back it up. Anyway, back to the email. <laughs> uh, John says, "Before I continue, I'd like to give a brief history. Brief is in quotation marks. I hope that came across." Of my relationship with the Power Rangers franchise. My love of Power Rangers started when I was young and was forbidden from watching Mighty Morphin Power Rangers by my parents because they thought it was too violent. But already being a Power Rangers addict, I would try and sneak watching Power Rangers whenever I thought that I could get away with it. Over the years, I saw bits and pieces of Mighty Morphin, Turbo, In Space, and managed to somehow completely miss Zeo. My parents lifted the Power Ranger ban around the time of Lost Galaxy was coming out, uh, so I was able to watch most of the following until I eventually stopped watching after SPD. Uh, fast forward a few years and I ended up hearing that RPM is both really good and on Netflix. 
Uh, this spelled my return to Power Rangers, starting with watching RPM and most of the seasons afterwards. Somewhere in this time, me and my brother also ended up watching Go Kaiger and getting me hooked on both Super Sentai and Common Rider. I've been meaning to watch Go Kaiger because I hear Wait, it's baller. Which one is Go Kaiger? That's Super Mega Force. Okay. Just the uh, pirate season. Yes. And I have heard nothing but good things yeah, about they it. They have a good legendary war in that one. <laughs> yeah, probably. Can't be worse than what we got. Which was Tommy. Uh, here, here's Tommy and Cassie and, and yeah and TJ nine others who, and just, <laughs> who agreed. Some other people that I don't know. Jason Fount probably showed up. That dude loves Power he did. Rangers. He definitely did. Um, I remember him being in pictures. There was Samurai Green. Um, maybe Damon. Was from, it Samurai Green or was it Samurai Yellow? Maybe both. Maybe both. Maybe they both. Because I back. know I, I think Samurai Yellow was in it. I genuinely don't remember, but. I didn't watch the episode. She looked very tiny, but that could also be my brain just remembering a picture just so wrong. I do that all the time. Now with you guys going through Zio, I'm finally motivated to watch all these episodes that I missed as a child, uh, watching along with you guys every week. I really enjoy your perspectives on the episodes, especially since you have so much knowledge about the seasons that I only got pieces of as a child. I also enjoy the fact that you guys try to fix the mistakes in the episodes and fill in the white space left by the show. Speaking of fan theories, I was wondering if there were plans to have a villain and or side character zine where we can submit ideas that may not be tied to a particular ranger. Yes. Asterisk. At the end of this year, depending on... It'll be another milestone on the Patreon to do another run of zines. And then the year after will be six different Power Rangers related things. I don't know how that's going. I don't know. Well, it's, that's that's my plan anyway. Because um, I would like to do like a like a henchman and a monsters and a mooks, like all like the kind of side stuff. I feel right. like that could be real fun. We'll see where it goes. We'll we'll see what the Patreon says. And then there is some Pokemon World Tour stuff. So we'll save that for the other one. And then he says, also congrats on being some of the first people to successfully shorten my name to John without hitting Johnny first. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thanks for the email. I'm glad you watch along with us. I love when people do that because it kind of validates this thing that we're doing here. And then our next email is from public friend of me number one, Corbin. Corbin says, sup dudes? <laughs> uh, so I just finished the episode and there are three things I need to address. I also wanted to say that when I was a kid, I was 99% sure that Gold, the Gold Ranger was Billy. My guess is that behind the scenes stuff might have required some major rewrites. I don't think so because it the weird stuff that happens with Billy doesn't happen until after Gold Ranger's definitely already in. So, yeah. Um, maybe, because they definitely, you know what it might have been? I think you might be right. I think they might have planned on Billy, and then uh, Austin St. John was like, hey, I can come do Power Rangers again if you want. And they were like, yes, <laughs> let's do that. Uh, so point number one, episode 188 could have had no tray at all. You're right. <laughs> the whole series could have no tray at all. Yep. Uh, Gold Ranger would have crashed Pyramidus, and the equations would have revealed that he is Billy. Then, as per the rule, if I tell you my identity, I will lose my powers. Billy would permanently lose the Gold Ranger powers. There could be any explanation to it, such as the powers being cursed, or that he had created them from the leftover energy of the original power coins, which means that the powers could only be transferred to someone who had used the original Mighty Morphin powers, i.e. Jason. There would have been a payoff for all the Billy shenanigans with uh, him leaving when the Gold Ranger appeared. Because there wasn't. Like I think there would have been. I think I think there would have been. But what we got was that Billy just It was being weird for a little bit. Yeah, like and even even if and, uh, I don't know when we can talk about it. Let's just do it now. Okay. There's a theory that Billy was making the turbo powers. Right. That's like the leading theory. That's kind of what it's set up. 
But that's really irresponsible of Billy to be like, oh, everyone's attacking, uh, and the Gold Raider showed up. I got to go work on some cars. Right. Sometimes, like, I got to go put a carburetor in. I got to do an oil check. He was, like, out with them doing something once, and then yeah. was suddenly gone because he had to take care of He something. was on, like, a roof planning some very important thing and then just dipped. <laughs> Billy, your cars can wait. Number two, there are many evil rangers. This is back to my thing where it's like, oh, bad guys get the morphers. That's the story. Um, there are many evil rangers, but there are only two main evil ranger teams and one sort of ranger team. First are the Psycho Rangers of In Space, but they are more mirror versions of the Rangers instead of actual Rangers, and they are ballin'. They're my faves. I love them so much. They're very cool. Uh, second, there are the A-Team Rangers from SPD who, who utilized modified In Space Ranger suits. I've seen pictures, but I have not actually seen the episodes they were in. I have not even seen pictures. What is this? They have, like, SWAT gear plus... A-Team? The A-Team. SPD A-Team. Yeah. And it's... They are the... I don't want to spoil that either. Uh, yeah, but it's it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat stuff from what I have heard. Uh, and last, there's the Daishi slash uh, Jared and Camille from Jungle Fury who morph into monster forms that look like ranger outfits. I don't know what that means, but I'm excited about it. These look cool as heck. Yeah, let me let me see that picture. <laughs> yeah, those are motocross Power Rangers, those and I'm very into it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then point number three, I might have to cut this part short as I have to leave soon for some reason in the Sentai. Zord construction is a big thing that happens in the less mystical seasons, but the construction of said Zords usually involves doing calculus on a sheet of paper and then the Zords being completed. This leads to <laughs> a lot of Zords being created out of thin air by one person. No construction is done, and it's not said who is assembling the Zords. There isn't even a computer, so there's no way data is transferred to a team or robots or something. This happens in both Jetman and GoBusters. Uh, TTYL Corbin, public friend of me number one. Uh, I love I, so in uh, on on Super Sentai Bros. They're doing Jetman right now, and uh, like the chief is this like super tough as nails lady, and she's also the mechanic. Like she just builds all their swords and stuff, uh, <laughs> but also yells at them <laughs> a lot. Uh, sure, I, I really need to watch Jetman. Jetmen, Jetmans, Jetman, Jetman. The Jetman with the golden gun is what their thing is called. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the, the Gold Ranger mystery, Raymond said uh, they really whiffed on the Gold Ranger mystery. I don't mind the other red herrings getting dropped unceremoniously, but Billy playing hooky during multiple crises with no payoff is ridiculous. They could have at least had him secretly collaborating with Trey. It would have just made the whole thing good. Or not not good, but just better. But at least he would have been doing yeah. something. Yeah, there it's was... Still just, like, so irresponsible. Unless yeah. he was the Gold Ranger. Unless he was the Gold Ranger or directly helping the Gold Ranger. Yeah. Then it's just a jerk move. <laughs> like, just such a jerk move. All right. That's all we got. Cool. For for interactions. Do you want to talk about Mondo's Last Stand? I do very much, Okay, yes. we start off with a sparring match. It's Adam versus Jason. Now, if you'll recall, Adam is undefeated vis-a-vis sparring. But Jason is Jason, and they have never fought before. I was a little nervous. I was too. I didn't want the record to go away, but you know what happens? Well, they have a damn good sparring They have have a real good one. There's one point where you went, oh no, Jason got him. I thought Jason kicked him in the chest, but he matrixed out of it. Yeah, and like, it looked like he took the hit, but then you just saw the foot keep going, and you're like, oh, he missed. (laughs) What is this? And then, yeah, they did like this, like, foot lock thing because they kept kicking each other's feet. They both go for, like, a back high kick, and they, like, lock legs. Yeah. uh, And it ends in a draw. It ends in a draw. Adam is still undefeated, 
but he did not defeat Jason. Yes. The 50-50 booking at its finest. But... But in a good way. In a good way. Because these are two people... Like, Adam should always be the best fighter. And I also like that he was sparring with Adam. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, because, like, he's your best guy. <laughs> yeah. Let's um, test him. Let's put him up against our Trini. <laughs> so, what was... Exactly, yeah. So, what was Kat wearing? Uh, she's got, like, a pink headband, keeping her hair back. She's got, like, tiny little sandals for shoes. And, like, the cutest... Like 1960s-ish go-go dress sort Yeah, of it's thing. like a little go-go dress. Her hair is, uh, it's down, but a little wavy. I wouldn't call it curly, but it's wavy. Yeah. And it is just She's got so into this hair. The headband, the wavy hair. Yeah, your boy here is a sucker for a good headband. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it looks, it looks real good. Yeah, top to bottom, it's a good look. Yeah. Um, so then Rocky is like, hey, Tom, you want to... You want to spar next? You want to go for it? Tommy's like, ah, oh, go. I'm sparring with Jason next. Sorry, man. And Rocky just like, gets a little bummed. And this would be fine. This would be like a one-off thing. But Bulk and Skull come up, and they're like, oh, they're fighting. Bulk's like, no, they're sparring, Skull. And and Skull looks Rocky dead in the face and goes, oh, it looks like you're not needed here anymore, huh? Yeah. <laughs> looks like someone's being replaced. Just like. What a jerk, buddy. He's not being replaced. He was replaced. Tommy replaced him as the Red Ranger. Yeah. It already happened 35 episodes ago. I think he means, like, as Tommy's buddy, though. But was he? Maybe not Tommy's buddy, just, like, Jason's filling his role in the group. Because the running theme through the episode is just, like, Rocky can't get in. Rocky, yeah. It's <laughs> he Rock- can't get into the Power Rangers secret club. Yeah, which is doesn't make sense because it's not like there's a role for Jason to fill that Rocky is filling. Yeah, you know? it, it's literally just to set up some footage later. To, I guess. To give him a reason to, to do a thing. There's there's gentler ways to go oh, about it. For but sure. There are some good moments, and Steve Cardenas does get to act pretty okay. Yeah. Um, and I feel real bad for him. And one, one particular point where I... We'll talk about it, but I, I just my heart <laughs> broke a little bit. We cut up to Mondo. He's like, "All my monsters are dead. Everything I've built is dead." He names them. I forgot that there was a monster named Punch a Bunch. 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 Drill Master. I think he says another one. He says he says Faucet Face. Uh, as they're all blowing up like on a screen behind him. He's like, Faucet "They're all killed shucker. by the Power Rangers." He's like, "You know what? You know what? You know what? You know something done right. You gotta do it yourself." So yeah, Mondo, Machina like plants that seed in his head. Yeah, which is weird, but it kind of makes sense. And it's like none of them are as powerful as you, darling. If if you take what happens at the very end of the episode and like directly link it back to this, maybe it was her plan to do this. But I, it seems really Machiavellian. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it uh, at the end. Um, so he's like, yeah, fine, I'm just gonna do it myself. Whatever. Cut back down to the juice bar. Rocky's like, Ernie, I need a juice. Double beats. <laughs> <laughs> Double beats. <laughs> this reminds me of Rugrats. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, oh, I just need a juice, and I need to go nap nap. Yep. <laughs> Get my blankie, go nap nap. <laughs> uh, so Billy is there, and Billy's like, hey, what's up? Rocky, why are you bumming? And he's like, oh. Um, Rocky straight up is like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, Billy's like, well, I... I had to get out of the power chamber. I feel like I started to live there. And Rocky's like, you don't? <laughs> we all think you do in that room that we can't go into. That only you have a secret door to. He's like, no, uh, I came here because Jason's going to teach me a new kata later. And Ernie hands him a juice and he walks away. Billy just leaves. Jason, bye. <laughs> I, Jason, not you. Goodbye. And then he leaves. And Rocky's just like, oh, 
Then Bulk and Skull to, come up. To be fair, Jason is Billy's sensei. That is true. Right. <laughs> they have a lot of history. Yeah. Long before you came around these parts, Rocco. All right? <laughs> so I'm looking for a modern life joke, but I can't find it's one. Not there. Time, I, no. that's, I also pause to do the same thing. <laughs> you could have been like, this is not your modern life, but and I would have had to just shut the podcast falls, down. It falls too flat. Yeah. That's not quite my style. So Bulk and Skull come up. And they start teasing Rocky about just Jason. And they're like, hey, you're unnecessary. You're being replaced. You're not needed here. <laughs> uh, it looks like everyone loves having Jason around and don't care about you. Isn't that right? It's real mean-spirited. But I will say, they're out of their punker gear, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, they're in suits. <laughs> yeah. You are you were right. Last time, you are like, I bet Rad Dad's going to fix it. And he did. He did. Thank you, Rad Dad. He looked shook and shell right in their stupid faces. And he said, hey. Not, not today. They are, a, they are not punkers anymore. Not on my watch. I hate punkers. <laughs> we cut. Oh no, we don't. We don't cut anywhere. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I forgot that Lieutenant Stone comes up, and there's this lady. I don't know her name, and she's like, "Oh, we're here trying to find the son of Doctor Burble from the Burble Burble Baby Food. Burble and Burble Baby Food. Burbling Burble Baby Food, and they're Burble Meisters. The Burble Meister Meister Burble." <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and they're like he's probably a teenager and according to our research he just moved back to town can i ask you a question yes they went to a detective agency uh-huh after already have done some detecting uh-huh why didn't they just keep detecting well because they were wrong they were very wrong they're very wrong and also this makes no sense no if, if you first of all how do you know he may have just moved to Angel How would Grove? you know like, that if you don't know who he is? <laughs> what? <laughs> that makes no sense. That makes no sense at all. That's just words. That's just you saying words, burble lady. Get your dumb burble words out of my podcast. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just jumped out and I saw a thing that's later. That's so stupid. Uh, so they're like, all right, $10,000 reward to anyone who finds the burble baby. I'm like, okay. Does she say Dollars at this point, or does she say verbal She bucks? says $10,000. Okay, good. Because in, in a couple of minutes, we'll talk about the verbal bucks, which is nothing, I guess. I think that might just be like, I can't think of anybody else. I don't want to endorse him on our podcast. Let me, Bill Gates, we'll go with Bill Gates. Okay. If Bill Gates was giving a reward for something. Right. And I and I said, oh, we'll get the, that Gates money. <laughs> okay. I think that's the way they say You're right. bucks. That makes sense. So we got up to the moon. Rito and Goldar land from last episode, I guess. Uh, it took them a while to get there. They traveled in a weird way. I think it was through those discs. Was it? Or am I imagining that? Uh, they just kind of, yeah, they like teleport in in that same kind of energy ball Ooh. that whisked them away last time. Yeah. Uh, there's a very heavy blue filter, so you know you're not on Earth anymore. Yeah, it's the moon, for sure, because it's darkish. It's bl- it's blue. It's weird. It kind of hurt my eyes a little bit. It's hard to see in. It's a very weird filter. It's a it's a thing called day for night. It's like this filter you put on your camera lens, and it makes daytime look like nighttime, and a lot of places would use that to shoot night scenes during the day, because, you know, like specifically like cheap movies, because you couldn't afford lights to shoot at night. Right. So you just shoot during the day when the sun is out, because that's the biggest light there is. And you just use that, but you'd have, like, a blue filter on it. And that's kind of what they're doing here, but it is, like, a little too dark. Yeah, it doesn't look like night to me, but it definitely looks otherworldly. It looks like not Earth. So it hits the it hits the mark they're going for, yeah. but it doesn't sit right with my eyes. So an RV pulls up, 
it teleports. It in. teleports in and pulls up and stops on the moon. Yep. And it's got like a whole bunch of things. It's breaking down. Like it's not in good shape. I guess it's an old RV. They had to get a used one for cheap. Well, they lost all their money in the in the takeover. The the door weren't they? Oh, I can't exp- I can't reveal who they are yet. Well, you can because it happens right now. The door opens up and a bunch of fog comes out, which is has a lot of implications that we're not going into. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what are you guys doing in there? <laughs> what are you doing in your RV? Uh, and then it Rita, <laughs> surprise! Weren't they going to live with her dad? Yeah, they they borrowed his RV. This is his old RV. <laughs> yeah, they came back to the moon to pick, to pick up, up Rito and Goldar. I guess. So we cut to Earth. I have a question. Okay, Goldar is Rita's henchman. Man. But loves Lord Zed more. But loves Lord Zed more. Rito is Rita's brother. Uh-huh. But also kind of Lord Zed's henchman more than Rita's, right? Yes. Okay. I feel like like they end up being equally both of their henchmen, but in right. weird ways. Like yeah. it's not like a one-to-one thing. It's like it's like a two-thirds from here and a one-third from here. Because Zed, like, if I'm remembering correctly, and it has been 35 episodes since we watched a uh, Mighty Morphin. Right. Uh, well, it's been longer than that because that was the Alien Rangers. <laughs> By the way, Alan, I know you're behind on the podcast, but you've made it out of the woods. I don't know. I told you not to do it. I told you. <laughs> but you did it anyway. You watched those bad, bad episodes. Like I was saying, it just seemed like Zed sent Rito to fight more than Goldar, and uh, the opposite was true for Rita. She would always be like, no, she also sent Rito a lot. I yeah, don't really remember. Once the footage matched Rito, they sent him more. Right. I, I understand what you're trying to say. It, it doesn't seem like... Yeah, it seems like they're opposite henchmen yeah. of where they should be. Yeah, it kind of doesn't make sense. But anyway, Mondo, we got to Earth. Mondo's on Earth. He's looking for the Damocles sword, which is the Power Rangers version of the Sword of Damocles, which is like this ancient legendary sword. It's a whole thing. Is Damocles a Greek god? Or I think he's a, a Greek hero. hero. He's a Greek figure of some sort. Okay. That's what Cleez means. Why is the bad guy using... I want to look up Damocles. Why is the bad guy using okay. a hero's sword? Uh, because it's a, a famous sword, and they didn't have Wikipedia to like look up different famous swords from bad guys. So they just like they knew about this one, sort of. They got it backwards, but they just went with it. So he finds the sword. Apparently, though, this is real interesting. Mondo buried it in the ground a thousand years ago, so he wouldn't be tempted to use it again because it's too powerful. Who's Damocles? You find him? Damocles is a figure featured in a single moral anecdote commonly referred to as the Sword of Damocles, an allusion to the imminent never-present peril faced by those in positions of power. So I guess that makes sense. I'm not going to like read the whole thing, but yeah, it's it definitely makes sense. Okay. So now I understand. All right. He was on Earth a thousand years ago to bury this sword because he says, I buried this a thousand years ago. Yeah. What was he doing on Earth a thousand years ago? Also, Mondo's a thousand years old, minimum. Yeah, and Sprocket has no recollection of this, so he is less than a thousand. Less than a thousand. He's like 905 years old. Right. <laughs> around there. But he's always going to be a fat baby robot boy. <laughs> but not in the Sentai. We'll talk about that when it's pertinent. Yeah. Because um, that's bananas to me. Anyway, he finds a sword. It pops up. It's like gold. It's got like a triangle. He zaps the ground and like raises it. Yeah, it's not a triangle. It's a diamond. It's like a diamond base. It's got a sword on it. It's a big old sword. I kind of like it. They, this is obviously the cheap Power Rangers version, not the Sentai version that right. we'll see in the footage. But then we cut back to the juice bar, 
And Skull thinks that Jason is the burble baby because he's a teenager and he just moved back to Angel Grove. Who's looking at Jason and going, that's a teenager? <laughs> Bulk and Skull? Who also are teenagers, but like... Teenagers. No, they're not. The only person I buy as a teenager... Well, no, I kind of I kind of buy... I buy Tanya, and I buy Adam, and I buy Rocky. And I, I don't know. These all look Kat. like... They all look like 20-somethings to me. They they definitely look like 20-somethings, but they look like TV teenagers. I, right. And, and like, my brain is programmed to separate the two because I grew up watching Buffy, where, <laughs> where nobody's a teenager on that show. No. Uh, every like, oh, this guy is just here for a week. It was like, oh, that dude's 35. <laughs> There's no way that's a young man. So they're like, yeah, that's it. It's got to be him. Power Rangers get beeped on the communicator. Bulk and Skull need to get his fingerprints, though. Right, to, to get- confirm. Instead of just going, hey, you the verbal baby? You the verbal baby? Like, you could just ask, and then, like, you'll get the money because you have found him. Right. You don't have to split it with Jason. Right, you don't have to be sneaky about yeah. it. Yeah. That's not how detecting works. No. They're not good detectives. No. Batman, they ain't. They definitely did not punch him and ask him if he was the verbal baby. I see. I was going to go with Keith Mars, which is different. (laughs) Uh, Are you the verbal baby? Where's the verbal baby? (laughs) Don't swear to verbal, swear to me. (laughs) So anyway, uh, they block Jason from going with the others, and they accidentally, like, they grab his hand. They block him forever? For like a long they time. They block him so hard he gets lost. <laughs> I th- well, I think I think what happens, we'll talk about it in a second, but I think what happens is the Power Rangers get bored. They get restless. They leave. But like, yeah, they have to be blocking him for a solid minute and a half while they're just taking his hand, slapping it onto ink, and <laughs> punching it into a piece of paper. Uh, while that is happening, his communicator falls off into sc- Skull's bag. Skull's like briefcase sort of thing. I'm gonna say purse. It's like a, <laughs> it's not a purse. It's like a big purse. It's like a detective purse. <laughs> a detective purse. Uh, but meanwhile, the other Rangers are like sort of in the alcove, but still mostly in the juice bar. Yeah, talking to Zordon. Uh, and Rocky, to his credit, does ask, "Hey, we should wait for Jason." Yeah. But they also say, "Like you can't teleport to Mono. You have to drive your your Zeo jet cycles." Because we haven't shown them in a while, we got to move those toys. You know what else they could have done? They could have jetting there. They could have jetting there. <laughs> I hate jetting. And then we could get toys of them, like like baby mobiles, just it's a jetting, jetting position. <laughs> it's jetting. No, <laughs> jetting is dead. Jetting is the worst. It's gone forever. I thing. think I love jetting. It's the only way to fly. No, that's the red <laughs> bug. Oh, how dare you! Jetting is the better way to fly. No, that implies that it's better than the be- the only way. It's not. There's one way to fly, and it's red bug. You take a pasta strainer, you glue it to the hood of your Volkswagen Beetle, and you fly and in you it. And you fly 3,000 miles an hour. <laughs> anyway, you're right. Rocky is like, shoot, you guys are probably... He says you guys are probably going to want to wait for him, right? Yeah. He doesn't want to, but they're probably going to no, want to. No, but he is like... He is also a Power Ranger... So we should wait, probably. And um, then Tommy's like, nope, and they leave. And then we just cut to them. <laughs> they on... teleport out, but then it cuts to them on the... Well, they morph. Oh, you're right. They yeah. morph right in front of everybody uh, at the juice bar. Yeah, park. just like in front of... Like, they're just they're right there. They're just right there. <laughs> they're not even around a corner. They're not even trying. <laughs> Guys, at least just, like, try a little bit. Put a fern in front maybe of you or something. Maybe that's not a stipulation to the Zeo powers? No, they did this when they had the Mighty Morphin powers too. Never mind. Yeah, this is this is not new. No, it's not new or anything. So they we cut to them on the Zeo jet cycles, which I keep 
having to stop and not call them the Geo Zet cycles because that's what my brain wants every time. But they're they're riding the Zeo Jet cycles and they get blasted by a cogfighter so hard they fall into American footage. Yeah. So I don't know what happened in, the, in O-Ranger. I guess they just got knocked off. This is from like Probably, episode six or whatever, uh, you know. Maybe they get knocked unmorphed or something, and that's why the footage changes. Probably. Uh, but they're zipping up, and then I think Sprocket sees them and Machina, and they just order. They're like, hey, you're not going to get him. He needs more time. Yeah. But then we see him in a minute, and he's just like laughing about the sword. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's just, having, he's just having a good chuckle about the sword. He's like, they don't know what they're in for. <laughs> You're so cool, Mondo. Thanks, Mondo. <laughs> They're fighting cogs because they, they got distracted. Tommy breaks off and he's like, Rocky, distract the cogs. I need to go find Mondo. Rocky's like, you got it. Just keeps fighting the two that he's fighting anyway. Um, but I guess it works because Tommy gets away and he finds Mondo. And Mondo's like, we got the sword. We're going to win. And Tommy's like, I don't think so. And Mondo's like, I do, and teleports away. He just leaves. He's not going to mess with Tommy. Yeah. I, there might have been a little bit more to it than that. There was, because Tommy's mad because he let him go, because he stood right. there and yelled at him instead and of, postured like, for a little while. Instead of trying to do anything about it. Yeah. So Cogs also teleport away, and Tommy comes up, and he's like, here, let me recap what just happened one second ago to you. And he basically is like, oh, Mondo has a sword, and he disappeared, and he's going to beat us with the sword. Something. It was totally unnecessary. We didn't need to show it. Like, we already saw it. Right. But, like... I guess they felt the need to, like, all right, dumb babies watch this. Let's just, like, get it through. <laughs> Spell it all the way out. The entire way out. They teleport to the power chamber. They land. Tom was like, hey, thanks, Rocky. Good good job. Rocky's like, thanks, but really. And they walk away from Rocky. Yeah, mid-sentence. Like, that's just rude. That's just rude, Tommy. And every, also everyone. And also everyone else. But Tommy instigated it. And he was talking to Tommy. Yeah. And Tommy was talking to Rocky. <laughs> what a jerk. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Over it. Oh, boy. This is the dumb thing that I said earlier. Remember that? Remember that time? Yeah. Lay it on me. Billy tells Alpha to teleport the communicator to right. the power chamber so they can figure out what happened. Yeah. This is what I was talking about, that they blocked Jason so hard that he gets lost because they don't know where he is now. Well, that's because the he doesn't have his communicator. Yeah, I've been trying to get a hold of him, and I can't. I don't think he has his communicator on. We'll teleport it here. But, like, guys, just, like, throw a viewing globe into the juice bar. Right. Like you have before. But also, what could you hope to learn from the communicator itself? Is there GPS tracking, and you can follow it back to the last time you saw him? They learn literally nothing. They learn nothing. Like we, we cut to the detective office. The communicator keeps beeping, and Bulk keeps trying to answer the phone because he yeah. thinks that the phone is ringing. Which is a very specific ringtone, but whatever. It uh, is. And Skull has the communicator set up on, like, a shelf or something. It's on, like, a—it's on something on his desk. I don't know some, what it was. After the second time, I think, Bulk tries to answer the phone, Skull, like, silences the communicator? He reaches over and, like, touches it. Yeah, or maybe he, he puts it up there. I maybe, can't or adjusts it? I don't know. Uh, but then Bulk's like, what's that? And he says, oh, it's Jason's bracelet. I must have knocked it off. Yeah, it must have fallen into my bag while we were trying to get his fingerprints. And then, for some reason, they're both holding it. And Bulk says, we'll go bring it back. And it disappears out of their hands. And then Skull does my one of my favorite Skull things. He goes blank. He just completely is like, nope. Yep. I don't believe in this. This did not happen. Because right, Bulk is like, where'd it go? What happened to it? And he, <laughs> Skull just starts eating baby food. Yeah, he, he, and, and Bulk is like, Skull, like what? Like, where'd it go? And he just sticks a spoonful in Bulk's mouth. And Bulk's like, 
Mm. Where did what go? We never had anything. Never mind. We couldn't have because it's not here now. <laughs> that Lamort. That <laughs> we cut back to the power chamber where Rocky learns nothing from. He's like, oh, there's some ink. That's it. Oh, you learned that there's ink in the world, and then it touched the communicator. Billy, what was the plan? You said Rocky, but you meant Billy. Well, because my next note is Rocky. I almost skipped it. I had to jump back to Rocky, and my brain got jumbled. It's all right. I just, want, I just want to make sure nobody gets confused. Right. Everyone on board, Rocky isn't confused by the communicator. He doesn't care. No. So they're like, all right, we got to go find Jason. Because <laughs> Billy has it. Because, oh, there's a little ink on it. I don't know. And then that's it. That's all we get from them teleporting the communicator back. Yeah. So, all right, we got to go find Jason. So everyone goes off to find Jason, and the doors close on Rocky. Right, everybody, like, separates into groups, which... We'll talk about that in a second. It's kind of just for show, but Billy walks through the door out of the uh, power chamber, and Rocky goes to follow him, and the door's shut, and Rocky looks at the door and goes, come on, door. Come on, door. And the door opens, and then he leaves. If you've ever had an automatic door shut on you, there's no worse feeling than that. You're like, oh, great. I'm invisible. <laughs> Even doors can't see me. Oh, buddy. I feel so bad for you. So then we cut to the field, which... It's not a, it's just like way out in the it's wilderness. Way, they're like, all right, because, okay, I'm, I'm going to just jump ahead a little bit. This is how they split up. Everyone go to the juice bar and get yeah. Jason. Rocky, just go as far away as you can because we hate you now. <laughs> just go in the desert near the mountains. Get some ticks. We don't care. <laughs> we hate you. Because uh, he's walking and he's like, oh, I have to be out in the wilderness looking for stupid Jason. Stupid Jason. And he sees Mondo and he's like, oh, you know what? Well, oh, he says at first, he's like, I have to call the others. And he goes, no, this is my opportunity to prove myself. And this is what all this weird setup is for. Yeah. M- Mondo grows at some point. We, we, he's like, he just like holds the sword up. He's like, I'm so powerful. And then it makes him bigger. Makes him big. I am pretty anti the main bad guys growing. I don't love that. I don't think Rita should ever grow. I don't think Zed should ever grow. I don't think Astronema should ever grow. I don't like or Diva Talks. Mondo makes sense growing. Mondo I'll buy growing. Yeah. But we've seen him grow like two or three times and he's always on Earth. It just doesn't have the punch that I think it should. Has he grown before already? I feel like he has. I might be wrong. There's one just like Feel free to correct me. I'm not sure, but there's one real cool giant fight. That I'm very excited uh, at about. At the end of the season, yeah. though, right? Yeah. I'm also very excited about that. I'm excited for next episode. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, <laughs> so, so so Rocky is like, I need my triangle sword. So the triangle sword shoots out. And he jumps in that. All the Super Zeo swords, I guess, shoot out of the gun. I'm sorry. I think you mean shape swords. The Super Nintendo swords. All the Super Nintendo shape swords <laughs> shoot out of the Yeah. The same gun that Red Puncher comes out of. Yeah. They just load up all the Zord bullets and shoot them out of there. Red Puncher's not gone, right? I hope not. Why would you say that? <laughs> Why would you put that in the air? Because they have Super Zeo Zords now. Or do they need an extra Zord because their Megazord can't cut it anymore? And we also haven't seen the Defender Wheel in a while. Well, that's fine. I just like it, though. You know what? I think we do see it again. Uh, no, I think you're right. I think we do see it again. Or we see something suspiciously familiar. <laughs> Very close to the Defender Wheel oh, again. God, there's so many Zords this season. This is a Zord-heavy season. He's... In Triangle Sword, Mondo's giant. They're fighting. He pulls out his weapons, which are the same as his regular weapons. They're but just they're giant. They're just giant triangle. They, they bend in the middle, and so he has them like he fights like uh, like Zora Link from Majora's Mask with them on his like elbows, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. He's like kind of Giver-ish. If you guys are familiar with the Giver, if not, definitely go check out those movies. They're ridiculous. 
Uh, Mark Hamill is in the first one. He plays a cop. He's in like four minutes of it. He's on the poster. <laughs> in fact, you would think the movie was about Mark Hamill, the Giver, just from looking at the poster. That's not how it goes, though. Um, oh, marketing. I don't know what they were planning. Mondo cuts uh, your boy Tiki's weapons in half. Just chops him right Just up. like, whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. What you going to do? He's got the sword of Damocles, man. <laughs> I guess. Well, it's Damocles' sword. It's legally distinct from a public domain ancient <laughs> weapon. So then Rocky is like, all right, well, fine then. I'm going to jet away from here with my jetpack. <laughs> I better go. <laughs> so, well, if that's how you're going to act, <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm just going to leave. So he leaves. I came out to have fun, and I'm honestly feeling so attacked right now. <laughs> and he teleports back to the power chamber. And, and Alpha... <laughs> it's like, oh, thank God you're okay. We were watching you the whole time, and we did not alert the we others to help We didn't tell anyone. And also, now, because of you, he's attacking the city. And and they, like, not only do they just let Rocky believe this, because he's like, oh, because of me. Right, because he, I tried to fight him. Now he's attacking him. Yeah. I was like, no, you tried to fight him because you saw him grow yeah. and needed to stop him. He was already big. Yeah, he was going for Angel Grove, yeah. man. You, If anything, you delayed a little bit to let people get to their... Monster bomb shelters or whatever. But also, they were watching this and didn't call anyone. No. So if it's anybody's fault, it's Zordon's fault. Yeah, Zordon is responsible for this. Because Alpha was probably like, I'll alert the other Rangers. Zordon was like, no, they're looking for Jason. (laughs) They're just having a drink. They're having a juice. Leave them alone. That Pomango fruit is so hard to come by. Just let them have this. So then the others teleport in. All of them with Jason. All of them, including Billy. (laughs) Everyone went to go get chased with the juice bar for Rocky. <laughs> what a bunch of jerks. What a poor guy. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe them. Then Billy, the stupid idiot, is like, you can use the Super Zeozords, but to beat him, you need to make the Super Zeo Megazord, the shape Megazord, if you will. But, silly me, when I was tearing apart the other Zords to make this yeah, he says, Zord. Oh, he says, oh, we need... Apart. He, did, he did not make these Zords. These Zords were summoned by the Super Zeo Gems. But he so- it sounds... He just made it sound... To me, what it sounded like, he's like, hey, we need this Super Power Core that's in a junkyard because I dismantled the other ones and threw them in a junkyard. Uh, to recycle. Trash. To recycle. It wasn't just trash. Just, they said to recycle them. Right. Which, like, can you imagine being the recycling dude and being like, oh, that's a tiger? Right. <laughs> what the heck am I going to do with this? These two are definitely just feet, though. <laughs> just big foot, feet. Foot. I'm going to take the big tiger. That's the one I want. I don't think there's a tiger. The white tiger zord. That's also- oh, I thought he was talking about the old Zeo zords. Did he? Did he's- that- it's been one episode it- and you already dismantled <laughs> these them? These ones are so much better. I better tear these old ones down and throw them in the garbage. Man, I hope we see those zords again. I just want confirmation. <laughs> but I, you know what? Probably not. We got shape zords now. What do we need those old janky zords for? They don't even fight by themselves. Two of them have to be dragged. I'm just picturing Billy now. He's already tore down the other five zords. He's just got a wrench in his hand. He's staring down Red Puncher, and he's trying to figure out if he should recycle it or, or not. <laughs> he's like, oh, he punches so good, though. <laughs> I'll leave it. I hope. Knock on wood. Yeah, hopefully. They explain, like, oh, yeah, we need this part that's in the junkyard. Yeah, it's like a power core or something. Yeah. This whole part is irrelevant and unnecessary. It's just to it's just to keep Jason away from the fight because Pyramides isn't in the fight, right? Yeah. Like that's it. So they sent like Jason Jason's like, I'll go get that. You guys get in your shape zords and go fight Mondo. So that's what happens. 
as soon as Jason lands, he has this like weird lightsaber thing that he's scanning with. A step back a second, because this is the first time Jason morphs into the Gold Ranger. You're right. And his his morph is the most ballin' Power Rangers morph that there is. Yes. He has no morpher. I'm pretty I, sure I think here's here's what I saw. He stands with his arms in an X over his chest. Yeah. And he yells, Go Ranger Power! And then as he brings his arms apart, lightning hits his wrists. So I think that's when he shakes the morpher on. Okay. Uh, so but you, you never really see the morpher I on his wrist. I did not notice that. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter because he's super balling at this. Yeah. He just yells his powers on. He yells gold power onto him. <laughs> it's amazing. So yeah, but he teleports down with this weird lightsaber and he's like, Oh, it's a junkyard down here, or whatever. It's like finding a needle in a haystack, and then immediately it finds <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, oh, there it is. That's what I'm looking for. It's <laughs> behind an old taxi door. Yeah. Uh, so then the other it's, like it's like an old slow cooker or something. With yeah, some vacuum tubes. It's like on yeah, it. it's like a slow cooker that they're like, hey, this is a dryer tube. <laughs> let's, let's super glue this aside. And we got like something that looks like a button. Put that right on top. Put a button on top. <laughs> then we, the, the we catch the shape swords. They are. Coming out, they don't really do anything because Jason's like, "All right, Billy, it's right behind." Cogs attack him. Sorry, yeah. And he's like, "Billy, it's right behind me. Teleport it out." So Billy, so Jason goes into the fight, and Billy just teleports it away. You couldn't have just done that, Billy. Everybody, why are you so dumb this episode? I don't know what happened. Jason fights off the cogs. The power core lands back in the command center, and Billy's like, "Okay, I have to modify it." And he shoots it with like a hair dryer, and a He's new got- part just comes onto it. It's not a part. A part would be like, "Oh, this here's like a like a little gizmo attached to it." Right. A second power core that's bigger <laughs> attaches to the back. Like just hugs this one. Yeah. With by the way, he shot it with a laser to materialize this. What? He just rearranged the atoms in the air around it into the elements he needed for this part? Is Billy an alchemist? And then he sends it out and we get the shape megazord. Yeah, he sends it to the rangers. It, like, lands in the cockpit and they're like, all right, sweet. But they're already put together. Like, they, we see them come together already before Billy puts like, the thing in there. I don't know what this thing is. There's no footage of it. It's literally just to give Jason something to go find. I guess. But then, like, he... He just beats the cogs and like, yep, that's it though. So then they start fighting King Mondo. Now, this is a pretty awesome fight if I do say so myself. It is. Mondo has sort of Damocles and he's kind of like, you know, bandying them about and just like whacking them around and stuff. And then he goes to swing through them and they just dislodge from each other. Yeah. To dodge. And it's awesome. By the way, I'm going to describe the shape Megazord because I said I would last time and I finally remembered the thing I said I was going to do. So I feel like I have to now. <laughs> so I love this Megazord. The yellow is the head and the arms, which is awesome. It it splits in half. Right. The two equal lines, they're vertical, I think. And they yeah. just open upwards and then the into arms, the shoulders. The arms are the legs of the Zord and, and fists shoot out the bottom of the feet. The star is the middle. Its head spins around. Its arms and legs come in and it's like the center. The triangle is... Is the 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 bathing suit area and yeah. the, the thighs, and it kind of like folds up together, and then the the square zord it like clunks down and splits in half, and this is the first time a zord has done that. Like zords have never split in half before. Right, that's awesome to me. I just I don't know why, but I just love that. <laughs> and it's so it's like the legs, most of the legs, and then the feet are 
the pink sword. Like, it like clicks together. What's the star? Star's like the middle, the big chest. Oh, piece. right, right. Um, and it also it, like lands on the head, right? I don't know where the head comes from because it's a whole new I thing. Think, I think it might be yellow's head, but like the top of the star. Comes no, the top over of the it. star just spins around and is like the front of it. Oh, I, maybe it's just like a separate piece that comes from nowhere, as far as I know. I'm gonna take a look at it. Okay, I lost that helmet first, <laughs> so right. So like I couldn't. I haven't played with that one in a while. They they start like fighting, you know, because they come back together and they're like, "All right, Mondo, that's it." So he's like, "Yeah, you can't beat me. I got the sword of Damocles," and they're like, "Yeah, you know, we have." Two swords. What you gonna do? Did you find it? Yeah, it definitely just has like a yellow three, like downward arrow on its head for yeah. a crown. I don't uh, know where the whole star is. The chest, so I don't know what I was picturing. I think I was putting the old Megazord's red battle mode helmet on it for some reason in my brain. Oh, maybe. Nope. I don't know where the helmet comes from. It was just like tucked away in yellow. Maybe. What a cool Megazord this is. It's so awesome. So it's got two swords now, and Mondo's like, I'm going to kill you. Cut back to Jason for one second. Jason beats up the cogs, and he's like, oh, man, that was a cog fight, huh? <laughs> then we cut back to the, the shape Megazord, and they cut Mondo in half. First, he has the sword of Damocles, and he's like, I'm going to get you with this. And they have, like, dual sabers. Yeah. Dual Super Zeo sabers, and they cut the sword of Damocles in yeah. half, like, at the hilt. It's awesome. They, they just cut the blade off Then of they it. put them together, He-Man style, above their head. And they bring them down, and I guess the... The blade goes on for infinity. It goes on for infinity. It just cuts Mondo in half. Yeah. And he blows up so spectacularly. Yeah. Like at one point, you can kind of see him cutting in half, and you know that they trimmed that footage for American audiences. Yeah. Which is a robot, so I don't know why you did that. But yeah, like it is awesome. I love that they just like, it's got infinite length, and it cuts him in half. Yeah. That's the most violent thing we've seen, but it's also <laughs> kind of wonderful. I kind of love that. Second most violent. Most violent is the dragon sword drilling straight through a guy's guts. That's true. <laughs> yes. And then like the camera looking through Because it. that was not a robot. That was like a biological That was monster. like a gross fleshy monster. <laughs> Cut to like Machina and Sprocket. And she's like, oh, I knew this would happen again. And he's like, oh, you mean this happened before? Daddy died before? <laughs> and she's like, yes, but he'll come back stronger than ever. <laughs> Which is a real fun way to just, like, totally ruin any surprise return Mondo right. could have. I would have loved it if they were just, like, hysterical. Yeah, it's like, oh, no. Uh-oh. <laughs> what do we do? And then they just left. Because what do you do? Right. You know? I mean, I know what you do. But we'll see what happens next time. Anyway, we cut back to the juice bar. Jason's trying to box and uh, like hit a punching bag. Bulk and Skull just trying to, like, corral him. Yeah, they keep popping on and off screen, like, behind and to the side of him where he can't quote-unquote, see them. Right. Like Scooby-Doo characters. Yeah. And then they both just come up and grab his arms as he's trying to punch. And they're like, you're the purple baby. We know it. We didn't check. Oh, no. <laughs> Do they have, like, a packet with the results of the fingerprints in, and that's what they're checking against? I don't know. They never get to open it, because Lieutenant Stone comes up with Burble Lady and Ernie. Ernie is cheesing up a storm. Yeah. Burble Lady. Ms. Mrs. Burble, if I may. You may. <laughs> Uh, it's like, oh, our calculations were a little off. Turns out the Burble Baby would be much older and has lived here forever. Here's a question, okay? This lady presumably owns the estate of Burble and Burble Baby food. Yeah. She doesn't know how long ago they took the picture of the original Burble Baby? Well, here's my problem. How did you miscalculate 
She doesn't know her 15 own years? company's history? Like I feel like she's not like Mrs. Burble. I feel like she's not like okay. a Burble herself, but like she's like in charge of finding Burble well, Jr. Call the Burbles. Is Ernie's like, last name Burble? Because that would have solved a lot of problems right away. Or is he just like the first Gerber I don't, baby? I don't think he is a Burble. I think he was just like a baby mom. Yeah. Like were they measuring, like were they calculating how old he would be on like an abacus? Did they just guess? As a teenager, probably just moved here. I don't know. They maybe they <laughs> thought it was an abacus, but it was actually like an old scale that you had to like match the things up. And they're like, yeah, it says he'd be uh, twenty almost. But well, I'll call it sixteen. <laughs> probably just moved here. I don't know where I'm getting that information from. <laughs> that, that I, I have no idea who it is or where they live. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. But Ernie's like, it's me. I'm the burble baby, and he put, holds up the burble. Baby jar, and he's like, Yeah, and, <laughs> and she, then Mrs. Burble, who I'm that's what I'm gonna call her, that's fine, uh, says, Yes, you are entitled to a lifetime supply of burble, burble, and baby, baby food, baby burbles, baby burble, burble, and food for your burbles. Get the burbles out. Ernie panics for two seconds, and he's like, He's like, What the heck am I gonna do with baby food? I'm a full grown man, <laughs> I'm an adult now, lady. Also, what happened to the ten thousand dollars? Did Lieutenant Stone get the ten thousand dollars for finding Ernie? I hope so. I hope the $10,000 wasn't and the, a lifetime supply. Right, and the lifetime supply of Burblin, Burble... Burblicious. The baby food. I can't... It's all it's all baby oh, food burble right tape. now. <laughs> Six feet of Burble tape Six for you, burble not tape. them. Um, that is just entitled to the Burblin baby yeah. for being the Burble baby. I guess. Either way, he's like, baby food smoothies. Let's go to my office. Blech. Well, depends. <laughs> it's been a while. But relatively recently, I have had strawberry banana baby food. Let me tell you, it is pretty good. I can't vouch for any other flavor. I think uh, most of the fruit ones would be fine. Yeah. Because it would just be like applesauce, but that fruit. Right. I don't know if I want like a spinach Yeah, smoothie. I don't think we're going to go with the uh, cheeseburger <laughs> baby food flavor smoothie. No, please no. Uh, or just like. This is a weird baby. This is like beef, <laughs> beef flavored baby food. Yeah, or like Vienna sausage. Like a baby knows what that is or cares. <laughs> anyway, this isn't about baby food. So then, this is a weird thing that happens. Well, Jason's like, I'm not the verbal baby. I could have told you this. You yeah, he laughs at me. them. Like, why didn't you just ask me? I'm yeah. obviously not the verbal baby. But then he goes over to bleachers. The bleachers that are sometimes there, sometimes aren't. This is where the Captain Pete show was. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's just like laughing and having a fun. But it feels like we came in in the middle of something. Yeah, because Tommy, like, shows up, and then... No, Jason does. No, Tommy does, like, right before. Maybe oh, does Maybe it he? is Jason. But they all just go, like... Because Tommy's still standing up, and they're all just like, oh, shh, stop, stop. <laughs> and then Jason comes over. What are they... What? And then Kat's like, I can't believe we killed Mondo. There's no more bad guys. Way to jinx everybody, Kat. And Thanks. Adam's like, I know, we did it. We won. We really won, huh? Huh? Also, Rocky apologizes for being weird. And yeah, and and Jason's like, dude, I'm your bro. Yeah, he's like, I'm just glad I'm on your side because like you went up against Mondo by yourself. It's crazy, right? And you did not lose. You didn't lose. <laughs> then we cut to the moon because, as you'll recall, one second ago, Cat said, "No more bad guys." Except Rita, though. So we cut to Rita looking through her telescope that she set up outside. Yeah, being like, I'm the bad guy now. I guess she's just seeing Mondo explode because speed of light, distance. Yeah. Sure, I don't know. In 1993, 1996, or maybe that makes the, sense. Or maybe this scene is in the past when Mondo was exploding. It's just time displaced. For dramatic effect. Yeah. Uh, she's like, oh, he's dead. This is our moment, This Zed. is my moment. <laughs> and Zed's like, oh, yeah. It does like the Rusev arm pump. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then that's it. That's where we end is on, on that. So, yep. Josh, you started. I did. What's the best? The best is the, the fight with Mondo. You're right. Runner-up goes to Adam's streak. The streak is alive. <laughs> What's the worst? Everything that they did to Rocky. I also did not like that. I'm going to say the worst is Billy in general this episode, but specifically being like, yeah, we'll just teleport the communicator here. That's a plan. Right. That makes sense. At least we'll get it back. I get, but like Bogus saw it. I, that whole thing <laughs> is a teleported mess. it out of their hands. They were looking at it. And it just reset their brains. I guess. They just crashed for a second. Who's That's, the MVP? Oh, it's it's Rocky, right? I think it's Rocky. I think it's Rocky. I think it's got to be Rocky. Because he went through a lot, and he also yelled at some doors. Because that was like the last straw. Yeah. He was like, doors? You two doors? <laughs> e two torte? I should have said porte. That <laughs> I messed up. I'm sorry. I apologize, guys. I'm sorry. Look, we're not linguists. <laughs> we barely speak English. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> And that's it. Any other final thoughts? I'm super excited about the Super Zeo Megazord. Yeah, I uh, love it's it. It's very cool. I hope all of the fights are this balling. Dynamic. Yeah. Like, just like stuff happens. Uh, next time, it's called Bomber in the Summer. And my favorite monster is a coven. And I'm excited. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming. Morphingrid.tumblr.com is our website. So it's heyjakeandjosh.com. Heyjakeandjosh.com slash morphingrid. Is it where our archive is? Um, no, that no. won't bring you anywhere. But if you go to heyjakeandjosh.com, there is a link to the archive on there now. Okay, good. Well, how do you get to the Morphingrid archive then? Like I just told you, click the link. On no, but like, like, what's the actual address? Oh, slash Morphingrid slash archive. Oh, because Morphingrid is going to be like an actual website, right? So I had to save that space. It's look, it's a work in progress. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing anything. That's fine. <laughs> You can email us at littleidiots.morphingrid at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at MorphinGrid. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash themorphinGrid. And we're on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. If you want to leave us... Barely speak English. If you want to leave us a rating interview, thank you. We we're very also, much appreciate we're it. We're also on Patreon. So if you go to Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Josh, and you want to kick us a couple bucks, that would be great. And we'd appreciate it. And it helps out a ton. And uh, you get some cool stuff in return, like early episodes and bonus episodes and exclusive more phenomenaries and sitch. Today's the 29th. <laughs> <laughs> so the zine's going to be late. Zine's going to be a little late. Um, It'll be out. This goes up Monday. Yeah. It should be out this week, pending on like when you get your stuff to me. Yeah, I should start that, huh? <laughs> a lot of balls were dropped this time. <laughs> Oopsies. It's fine. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> that joke's never getting old. All right. That's it. We're going to go. It's hot and sweaty in here. You don't need to know that, but it is. Uh, so we'll see you on Friday for Bomber in the Summer and my favorite bad guy of all time. Well, second, because Astronema is the actual greatest. This is just my favorite. But until then, may, may the, the power, power protect you. you. The tradition continues. What? Me burping as soon as you start the recording.